0: Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Happy New Year. Um, I am really just going to get straight into today's episode because I have a lot to say today. Um, This has been a very requested episode and I have been working on it for a long time now. There's just a lot I want to say about this and I wanted to make sure that I took my time with it and really thought this through before I shared it with you guys. The more I've spoken up about my experiences with abuse as a teenager, the more obvious it's become that, unfortunately, so many young women have had similar experiences. Um, I've talked to a few people I know personally, and dozens of people who follow me or have heard my story, and it is absolutely heartbreaking to think about all the teenagers and all the young women who have experienced such awful things at such a young age. And that is why I think it's so important to keep talking about this and keep raising awareness and continuing to educate people about teenage domestic violence. It is so much more common than people realize. And it happens at such a formative age that it has so many effects that last a lifetime. It's extremely hard to talk about, it's hard to accept, it's hard to understand what happened, it's hard to move on, and it's hard to know what to do afterwards. I am still dealing with the aftermath of that abuse and I think it's something I will always deal with because you are never the same person after going through something like that and it really does change your life and how you operate in this world and especially how you operate in any relationship afterwards. And I have been in two relationships since the abusive relationship I was in, and I can tell you from experience, it is not easy. A lot of people don't understand what you've been through, especially men, and a lot of people don't know how to support someone who has been through something like that. It's not their fault, it's not your fault, but it is something that both people have to continuously work on and communicate about if you want to have a healthy and successful relationship. So after much thought and consideration, here are some of my tips on how to adjust to a healthy relationship after escaping an abusive one. And also how to avoid repeating the cycle of abuse because I believe that women who have experienced abuse are more likely to end up in that situation again, because I've also been through that. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, First, understand that the abuse changes your perspective of love. I jumped into a relationship as soon as my abuser and I broke up. I was still seeing my abuser. I was heavily traumatized and I was not ready for a relationship, but I got into one as a distraction and because I did not want to be alone. I did really like the person I started dating. I had known him since I was a kid and I felt extremely safe with him and he was very protective of me, which was great, but I did not know how to operate in a relationship like that. At that point, I had still not differentiated love from abuse. They were still very much connected in my mind. There were a lot of abusive behaviors that I thought were love. And obviously this new relationship was an absolute train wreck. I was so unstable, I was so paranoid, so emotional, and I treated this guy terribly. I thought that it couldn't be love if we weren't constantly fighting because I thought that fighting and pushing someone away and constantly testing the other person's love for me by seeing how far I could push them away and still have them keep fighting for me was how you expressed how much you loved someone. And I was so scared of being vulnerable around this person and letting them have any emotional power over me. I thought it was a weakness and that it was going to get me hurt again. So I built ginormous walls around myself. I wanted him to love me more than anything in the world, but I didn't want to love him back because that meant he could hurt me. So I was unfaithful. I was mean. I would push him away and pull him back. I would lie to him. I would drop off the face of the planet and disappear on him. I would run away. I would come back and beg him to take me back to prove how much he loved me. I was just a mess and my emotions were so screwed up from the abuse that i thought love was supposed to be all these emotional highs and lows and if you didn't feel an extreme highs and extreme lows then it must not be passionate enough or we must not love each other enough and in a healthy relationship it might feel boring or shallow sometimes because you're not constantly on an emotional roller coaster and confusing drama for passion. I thought only people who really loved each other could reach such extremes, right? So a peaceful relationship might seem like it's not as passionate, but passion does not equal chaos. The passion you're looking for comes from trust, affection, and attraction. And God bless this boy because he was so patient with me. He tried so hard to help me. He tried so hard to love me and I just was not ready. I'm so glad that I had him for the time that I did because he was one of the only people who ever made me feel safe. And that was something I had never felt before in a relationship. And I still look for someone who makes me feel safe in the way he did. We don't speak anymore, but that boy set the standard for my future relationships and I feel awful for treating him the way I did but it's also so important not to be too hard on yourself for how you react to trauma and the ways you come up with to try and protect yourself from being hurt again. All those things that I did that were not healthy, they were all trauma responses and that is not an excuse and I was completely in the wrong but it's also important to just understand that You went through something scary and you did what you thought you needed to do to protect yourself at that time, which might not have been the right thing to do, but it's what you did to try and keep yourself safe, which is exactly why it's not great to get into another relationship without healing at least a little bit from an abusive relationship because you don't want to continue the cycle. You have to learn what healthy love is and what it feels like and understand what was abuse, so you don't repeat that again. I think the first step to having a successful relationship after experiencing abuse is establishing healthy communication. Tell your partner what you went through. Tell your partner when something triggers a trauma response in you. Tell your partner how to help you when you have a flashback or a nightmare. Tell them when you need to step away from a situation and revisit it later. Be honest about what you're feeling and thinking tell your partner if you realize you're doing something or acting in a way that you might have carried over from your abuse. Because if your partner doesn't know what's going on, they aren't going to be able to understand or help you move through it. And they might not ever truly understand what you went through, and that's okay. I honestly don't think anyone understands unless they've been through it. But as long as they are trying to work through it with you, that's all that matters. It's also important to make sure you know what to look out for and understand what abusive red flags look like. This could be yelling, blaming you for every problem, shaming you, calling you names, using the silent treatment, threatening to leave, withholding affection, gaslighting, isolating you from your friends or your family, being physically aggressive around you, even if they aren't hitting you, but maybe they're like punching walls or slamming doors or throwing things. All of these things will make you feel unsafe. Even if they never physically lay a finger on you, you cannot have a successful relationship in an an environment where you do not feel safe. If you are on edge or feel like you're walking on eggshells around them so you don't set them off, then that is not a healthy or safe place for you to thrive in. And I've also been in a relationship where I didn't think anything was wrong because he wasn't physically abusing me, but he also had a very bad temper and I had to choose my words very wisely so I could try not to set him off. Um, I had to keep things that were bothering me to myself a lot of the time because he would just go off and then blame me for feeling that way, even if it was something he was doing to make me feel that way. He would use the silent treatment if he thought I had said or done something wrong. He would withhold affection if I was upset about something instead of comforting me. He would make it about himself. He would get super passive aggressive or withhold affection if I went out with my friends without him. He would hit walls and slam doors and walk out on me if we were having a disagreement or if I said something he didn't like. And throughout most of the relationship, I didn't even realize how unsafe I felt around him. I was constantly just trying to keep him happy and not make him upset, even if that meant I was suffering and I was unhappy. And in my book, that is emotional abuse. And I didn't realize that until we'd been together for like over a year. And because of the trauma I'd already had, those things would put me in fight or flight mode all the time. And I was dissociating constantly just because I felt so unsafe emotionally in that relationship. And I remember talking to my therapist and telling him that I was so confused why I was dissociating all the time and that I was so frustrated because I couldn't figure out how to snap out of it or what was making me just mentally check out so often. And he asked me if I felt safe. And I was like, well, yes, he's never even come close to hitting me. And I know he would never do that. And he was like, I didn't ask you if you thought he would hit you. I asked if you felt safe. And I just started crying. Because I had never even considered the fact that someone can make you feel unsafe emotionally. Abuse is not just physical violence, and it took me a long time to understand that. And you cannot heal in a place you do not feel safe in. The same way an alcoholic is not going to get better living in a bar. That's just torture. You're constantly living in trauma responses and triggers. So what you should do is look for green flags. (laughs) Do they make you feel good about yourself? Do they listen to you? Are they comfortable talking about their feelings? Are they self-aware? Can they take accountability? Are they honest and transparent? Are they empathetic? Is the relationship moving at a comfortable pace? Do they know what they want? Do you feel safe around them physically and emotionally? I tend to get so caught up in how I feel about the other person that I forget to pay attention to how they treat me. Like I become obsessed with people and I just wanna know everything about them and support them in any way I can and ask them questions about their day and their goals and their interests and their needs. And I forget to notice if they ask me any questions or if they're paying attention to what I'm doing or what I'm interested in. And that's the biggest green flag for me. If someone is genuinely interested in what I'm doing and my opinions about things and what I'm working on, that is so, so, so important. And that might be pretty obvious for most people, but when you're coming out of an abusive relationship, I feel like you tend to really focus on taking care of the other person's needs and making sure that they are happy and they feel like you're interested in them and you kind of forget about yourself. And also moving at a comfortable pace is huge. I honestly still struggle with falling for love bombing and being able to take things slow. And I don't know if that's a trauma thing or just like a BPD thing or honestly, maybe both, but I do have to be very conscious of not diving into a serious relationship super fast. And love bombers are the fucking worst. Stay the fuck away from love bombers. They are insane. I promise you. And it feels great to be love bombed. I'll be the first to admit it. All the affection and compliments and promises for the future. It's great. But most normal and emotionally stable people do not do that. (laughs) Um, Also, next thing, make sure you have a support system and use it. For me, my support system is my family and my two closest friends. And it can be really difficult to open up to people after experiencing abuse because it's just hard to trust people. And most of the time, you're... Abuser will purposely isolate you from your support system. They try to distance you from your friends and family, so A, you don't tell anyone what they're doing, and B, so they're the only person in your life who you think you can trust and understands you. I had a really hard time opening up to people about what I went through because I was ashamed and embarrassed, and I felt like no one was going to understand why I stayed in that situation, and I thought people were going to blame me because I was blaming myself. And I honestly felt like my abuser was the only person who could understand what I'd been through because he was there too. And it felt like something we had gone through together, which is what a trauma bond is. But I promise you, the people who care about you will not judge you. They will only want to help you. Once I told my parents and my closest friends about what happened, I immediately had so much clarity because I wasn't sure what had happened to me And I blamed myself for a lot of it. But my support system made sure I knew it was not my fault. And my parents got me into therapy and did everything they could to try and help me. I think also having full disclosure with your partner is super important too. Obviously, you don't need to tell somebody about your trauma on the first date. Please don't do that. I honestly don't tell people I'm dating about it until I know that it's somewhat serious and we're spending a lot of time together or sometimes if it just like somehow naturally comes up or they start asking questions or something. But once it does get to that level, I think you should definitely let the other person know that you have been abused in the past and you don't need to tell them any details or anything if you don't want to. But in my opinion, it's not great to hide that from people that you're dating. Just so they can be aware of your situation, they're aware of your sensitivities and things you might struggle with. I know it can feel embarrassing or uncomfortable to have to explain that to someone, but if they're the right one and they care about you, you will not scare them off and they will not judge you. Also having a safe word can be super helpful. And I know when I say safe word, most people think like, oh, sex, which yes, that can also be helpful um, in case something is triggering. But also I think having a safe word just in everyday life is super helpful too. Like when I was in my last relationship, I noticed that sometimes the tone of his voice or his body language or just certain situations that didn't even have anything to do with us. Would be triggering for me. And I would start to dissociate or feel super unsafe. And my word was potatoes. I am no idea why that was my word. But if he accidentally did something that like made me nervous or something. I would just stop and say potatoes. And I told him not to ask me to explain what was going on in that moment. Because sometimes I couldn't explain it or understand what was triggering me. But I would just tell him to hold my hand or stop what we were doing and take a break for a second until I felt a little bit better, and then I'd tell him what was going on. And even having a safe word with your family or your friends so they know when you aren't feeling great and can kind of slow down and take a breath with you. But also, like I said, certain sexual situations can be really triggering after being in an abusive relationship, so it is important to probably have a safe word there, too. So you and your partner know your own limits and what makes you uncomfortable. Like I tell every partner and every close friend or family member that they cannot touch the back of my head or sneak up behind me and throw anything at me like pillows or whatever when I'm not looking. And I found that one out the hard way (laughs) when my brother tossed me a York peppermint patty when I wasn't looking and it hit me in the back of the head and i lost my fucking mind and started screaming and crying uncontrollably and scared my little brother so bad that he started crying too (laughs) so it's very important to communicate things like that when they come up um also you need to try and accept that you might have picked up toxic behaviors and take accountability when that happens just like in my first relationship after my abusive one I had picked up a lot of toxic behaviors and habits from my ex. The drama, the starting fights, the pulling away, the lying are all things that I learned from my ex. And I'm still working on unlearning those things. But now when I notice I'm doing something toxic or unhealthy, I try to slow down and understand where it's coming from and that it isn't healthy and then apologize to my partner and take accountability for how I have acted. Also, When you get into another relationship, don't stop healing your trauma. It can be easy to stop working on yourself and your past traumas when you get into a new relationship because it becomes easier to ignore and you just want to focus on this new and exciting relationship rather than thinking at all about your abusive one. But your current relationship is going to suffer if you don't continue to heal. You have to take care of yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup. A healthy relationship is great, But that's not all it takes to heal from abuse. And you have to keep processing and keep healing on your own too. Also, try to keep in mind that your new partner is not your ex. So try to let go of any old suspicions that you might be holding on to from your past relationship. Because most likely, well hopefully, this new person will not do what your ex did to you. Until they give you an actual reason to believe that they will, try not to assume that they will cheat on you or that they will lie to you or that they will hurt you. And it's hard to trust that not all men are like that and trust that somebody won't do that to you again. But just try not to put that judgment or that suspicion onto someone who has given you no reason to believe that. Comparing your new partner to your ex would be unfair to them. And try to remember that there's no harm in being vulnerable with someone. Being emotionless might feel safer, but that is not going to get you anywhere. And that is no way to live this one life that you have. I remember I used to repeat this mantra over and over again in my head when I could feel myself like starting to fall for somebody new. I would just sit there and say to myself, I am safer alone. I am safer alone. I am safer alone because I thought that if I never let anyone in ever again, I could never get hurt again. But the only thing you're doing by not letting anyone in is letting your abuser kind of win by stripping you of the opportunity to love and be loved. You have to accept love and give love at some point. And it can be hard at first when you are finally respected by someone and someone is loving you in a healthy way Because you might start to realize that you always deserved to be treated like this. But it can also be hard because now you're suspicious of being treated like this. And you might start to wonder, like, well, why does this feel so easy? Why are they being so nice? And when someone finally makes you feel cherished and valued and respected and truly loved, you might think you don't deserve it. Or you might think it's too good to be true. The abuse you went through made you so much stronger, whether it feels like that or not. You grew through that survival. If anything, it just means you deserve to know what healthy love feels like more than anyone else in the world. So yeah, it's fucking hard to recover from an abusive relationship, and it's even harder to learn how to accept healthy love afterwards. And it's difficult to navigate a healthy relationship after experiencing abuse, but I promise it is worth figuring it out. I promise it is worth it to put in the work because people who have experienced abuse deserve to feel a safe and healthy kind of love more than anyone. You deserve it and you will find it and you will be successful at it. Um, Yeah, Wow. I think that is pretty much all I have to say about that. I mean, that's not all I have to say about that. I could talk about this for hours, but I will not do that right now. Um, My DMs are open for any questions, comments, concerns. I will answer you there. And I feel like if I get enough questions, um, I might make a follow-up episode, just like Q&A style. Um, because this is something that is very important to me and something that I'm not ever going to shut up about because I think it's so, so important to give young women the tools and the information and the knowledge to navigate abuse and avoid abuse. Um, But yeah, I think that is pretty much all I have for today. I love you guys so much, but you know that already.